got there is Camino Sabernard. <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode 20 of the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me as always is... Declan Kitchener. Hello! Can you believe we've done 20 of these things? Can you believe we're on iTunes? We're on iTunes, we actually are, yeah. Hooray! We finally... Well, I say we. I can't really take any credit. Declan finally figured out how to um, get our SoundCloud uh, page linked up to uh, iTunes with an RSS, so you can actually... We may have new listeners. We may have new listeners, yeah. So hello to new listeners. We're glad to have you. And uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, um, what we could tend to do on the podcast is we give ourselves each seven days to write um, our respective songs, and we, uh, we don't hear them, we don't hear each other's songs until we come to the podcast, play them for each other, take them apart, have a conversation about songwriting and craft, and... Uh, and get awfully distracted. I thought you were going to say we get awfully drunk. <laughs> No, if only, if only. Then we'd have an excuse to get awfully distracted. That is very true, but right now we're sober and there's no excuse. No. We had to be very precise and dedicated. We're, we're just horrible people. We might as well get that out. Hello, new listeners. We're <laughs> awful. Right, on with the show. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, another thing we do on the podcast is we take it on turns, take it on turns who's going to go first uh, week by week. Uh, last week we had our brilliant guest Lunacy on, didn't we? Yes, we did. And he had a brilliant... He showed us all up on the piano. How dare he be good? He came in with a piece of instrumental piano music, which is just... He just showed us up. He really showed us up that, that week. Yeah. So um, so he came in and did that. So he went first, because the guest usually goes first. But when it's, there's no guest here today, so... No. We kind of Unless you count things. our new listeners. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you go first? Go on, we'll wait. We'll wait. What a letdown. down. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, this week it's my turn to go first, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. So I'm going to take this guitar, which you can't see out of my hand, and I'm going to uh, move over to the piano, and with a nice bit of uh, clever editing, you're going to hear me on piano in just a sec. Um, so this song is called Czechoslovakia. It's okay. on piano, it's a piano uh, song. And uh, I'm just going to kind of like have a little precursor to this, saying that my vocal on this isn't going to be the strongest in its live performance. Um, but what I've, uh, what I've been doing, for people who are familiar with the show, is um, I put my weekly songs up on SoundCloud as like more fully fleshed out recordings, so you can kind of hear like a more, uh, you know, more developed version of the song there. But um, this performance, the chorus is hard to sing, is what I'm trying to say. So if you mess up, we should all laugh at you and everyone should write a comment about how horrible a singer you are. Pretty much, yes, please. Please, I need that feedback. I thrive on it. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so it's the only thing that makes me feel alive anymore. <laughs> it's called Czechoslovakia, and it goes like this. Faithfully, the 
there's a saucer flying over me I've always hoped for some catastrophe Mass abduction of the population Maybe I'm bored Czechoslovakia Czechoslovakia What does it take for this dying harmony to survive? Coming down to get us as we lie Who can really blame us at the time? It was all so easy then I would stop and read the news In Czechoslovakia really cool that's really atmospheric i've no clue what it's fucking about but it's uh, i've no clue what it's about but it's really cool thank you yeah it's um i'm glad you said it's atmospheric because i was hoping for some kind of like feeling from this one rather than like like you say direct meaning direct meaning where you go ah that's what it's about um because the honest truth of it is i don't really know what it's about it's about either so <laughs> Um, you know, God help anybody else. Um, it's kind of a... I, it's one of those songs where I don't want to talk too much about what it's about. Not because I'm uncomfortable about it, but because trying to explain this would only sound kind of half-assed and dumb. But I'll try and explain, like... Um, the song's basically about the concept of entropy. Are you familiar with that word? Yes. Yeah. Um... For anyone uh, who's listening who doesn't know the meaning of that word, it's uh, basically the natural flow of life and the way things fall apart and biodegrade and are constantly in a uh, state of change. The sort of wearing out of energy over time, essentially. Yeah. And um, so it's about that. And I won't say too much more, but like that's it's just about being a human being in a world where that is the natural course of things. Um, and uh, also it's kind of a metaphor for those things emotionally um, as well. So 
And then also if you <laughs> Czechoslovakia is kind of unrelated, but the way I'm sort of justifying it in my head is like Czechoslovakia no longer exists, so it's a thing that has uh, gone into two separate nations or two separate, um, what do you call it? Sovereign states, I think they are now, or something like that. I'm probably wrong about that, but no. but anyway, yeah. So because now it's um, obviously um, the Czech Re Czech Republic and Slovakia, um, but that sounds like I'm trying to be smart. I'm not. I just I was um, just browsing the internet the other day, and sometimes certain words like um, pique my attention, and I just saw the word, the name of the country, Czechoslovakia, and I was like, well, that's a song, or, or at least a lyric or something. And I was like, I wrote it down, so I had that, and um, I also. Um, I was just kind of going on a YouTube thing the other day and um, kind of like science videos and I kind of came across a few that were like on the topic of entropy and I was like, that would be kind of a cool thing to write a song about but there's not really too too much, you know, more to it than that. So, uh, yeah, it's in D major. And... I was say, your piano work was beautiful. Like, that was really impressive from what I could see over here. Yeah? Any yeah. Anything that stood out? Uh, I... I just little bits and pieces, but I did love that one. I think it was near the end where you sort of just run up a load of chords to get back to... Was it the chorus or, like, the verse or something? Um, it wasn't this bit, was it? Um, where I go... That bit, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's in the chorus. That's the, that's the first bit, because we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but something that I like to try and do is not just use the regular chords, because like for that bit, I could have just gone Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia, and it could have just been simple, but um, what I'm doing there is I'm playing the root, and I'm playing E minor, E major, F sharp minor, F sharp major, B minor, so I'm getting to the six in a really weird way. So I'm playing uh, second, major second, Scored. And then just B minor. Yeah. That's so nice. Thank you. I knew you'd like that. When I came up with that, I was like, Declan's gonna like that bit. I just knew it. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's some semitonal movement in that in some capacity. Yes. So it starts off on. Essentially what you've got is a line that goes like this. Starting on the F sharp of the D, mm -hmm. and then it's just the third moving up each time. So major third, minor third, major third, minor third, major third, and then to uh, B, which is the root of your uh, B minor. Yeah. Um, and there's another bit after that where I was quite pleased with the chord sub I used. Um, and I've used this chord sub before, but like... Um, you know me, I like my minor fourths, but I wanted to kind of avoid that where I could in this song because it's just a trope that I'm using at this point. So what I wanted to do is where I go, Czechoslovakia. Um, and then I go to the E major inversion. Um, what does it take for this? And then the next chord could easily be, du -du -du -du. could easily be G minor. But I was like, I don't really want to do that. So what I did is I took the um, the third of my G minor, which is uh, B, B flat, flat major, and I used the B flat major instead, but made those seventh. So I really, really am pleased with that. These three chords here, where they go. Um, wait a sec. So what would those be? That be E E major, B flat major seven, 
shit, I've done that thing again where I say the wrong seven. That really annoys me. Um, uh, just seven. And then A7. That's nice. Yeah. And for some reason with that vocal melody, I really like the way it's just like... Making a wish on your birthday and closing your eyes. Just that... Like, cause there's not much movement chordally or like around the chords with the vocal melody, you know? Yeah, but then you have those chords underneath it, and like, I don't know, I'm just quite pleased with that. And um, you and I were texting back and forth the other day, um, and we were both kind of like in the midst of writing, and I was like, I was literally texting you from my piano, and um, I said to you like, um, I think these are some of the weirdest lyrics I've, I've got, and when I was texting you that, um, I was writing the lyric, um, Faithfully, there's a saucer flying over me. I've always hoped for some, some catastrophe. Mass abduction of the population. Maybe I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dangerously close to our running joke of why don't we just murder everyone to solve <laughs> any problem in the world. Like, oh, the, uh, you know, your uh, glass of orange juice is too far away. What if we murder everyone in the world so there'll be less people between us and the orange juice so that our journey over there is less restricted. We could just walk right through. Yeah, exactly. There'll be nobody there. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Genocide and weird lyrics. Five out of five. But, um, yeah, um, that lyric, I was like, that's kind of strange. But it's kind of based in some truth. I mean, obviously, it's not, a, it's not coming from a place of I want harm to come to anybody, but... Something it, eventful. Something eventful. Like, I want to turn on the news and it'd be like, aliens have landed. Nice aliens. Yeah, not the Daleks. Yeah. Or like um, the Borg or anything like that. No, just nice aliens, you know. I was just thinking that's a possible title. Some... <laughs> I just want aliens to land. Dot, dot, dot. Nice aliens! <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't think of anything else to say about it. It's kind of quite a straightforward song. And like I said to you, I wasn't sure whether this is like the worst song I've written in this run or if it's like the best. Because I think piano-wise, I'm really pleased with it. It's just like... Creatively and lyrically, I didn't really have a lot to say this week because I've been so busy and so stressed. And when I get stressed, it really takes away from any uh, enthusiasm or energy I have for writing songs, which is not a good thing because I love writing songs. I know exactly what you mean. Um, but I would say this is quite strong. Yeah? Like, um, I'd quite like to see this on your next big album project. Yeah? It's like some sort of weird atmospheric, like, production to them you know up to 11 kind of thing yeah well like, like a big like drum kit and stuff like it's just like, a, like band. all the sort of trippy effects that you can use and sort of the most atmospheric 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 and sort of weird stuff you can get going yeah it would be cool to like do this song in the style of like the title track from father john misty's pure comedy you know that sort of like giant big band type of type of thing yeah because i can really imagine like now you say it in the last chorus um just like when it, it's on the Czechoslovak just these horns going yeah All that sort of stuff yeah just like these giant horns and uh big sergeant pepper remaster uh or stereo remaster production on it yeah <laughs> call me giles martin i'm available <laughs> <laughs> for you to work for my... me for free yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Come and record my album, please. <laughs> Do it for the exposure. But that's all I can think to say about that song. Unless you've got any questions, we'll move on to yours. Just one thing, that sort of arpeggio in the top at the beginning, what's that? Yeah, um, that is, um, it's strange. It's playing the second note of the scale on two octaves and the bloody seventh note of the scale. So like, and it's inspired by last week when Chris was on. Um, and uh, he was saying he likes the idea of using um, pieces of your composition that don't give away the tonal uh, centre of the piece. Because that could very easily be in A. Exactly. Still easily be in B. Or E. But using the seventh and the second does not really lend itself to like hitting on a first, so... Sounds kind of spooky. And then you hit the D major. And then the third. And then I really like this bit for some reason. What's the left hand chord? Uh, G major. So like the chords are pretty simple. It's just D major, F sharp minor, G major, and then G minor with a diminished run at the top. And then it kind of goes into the verse. Um, the beginning of the verse, I think, is a little like, it's to me. Like, the fact that I wait till that particular beat and do that particular note of the chord and I go, entropy, it's just, it's definitely me. And I kind of wanted to avoid that. I kind of like that though, being definitely you. Like I said before, you are sitting across the room from one of your biggest fans, so... <laughs> oh, I'm all of a flutter. <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> Thank you. Um, ow. Well done. Hit my bloody knee on the piano. Um, yeah, so that is Czechoslovakia. Now it is Declan's turn. Right. I'm looking forward to this. No, you're not. Yes, I am, no, actually. No, you're you got not. a cap on, you got some notes written down there. Yeah, those notes are my words that I kind of need to see. Um, right, okay. I will discuss this song afterwards because this is something I've wanted to discuss with you all week, Roger. Yeah. But I've not been able to tell you anything because it would really give the game away. So this is my song. It's called Every Time. Opportunity 
for days A year ago I ate my life At this my chosen Nothing else And time Begins to laugh I've been living inside Scared of standing in light Cowering return of me Awesome. Bit of a mistake on that last chorus. I kept going to that B7 chord when I should have just been going back to A minor. But what are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? Yeah. Well, I really like that. Um, I'll let you just take the reins and explain the set. But I just want to say first of all, if that had no vocal, that would be just an awesome piece of guitar music. Thank you. And um, and then you add the vocal on, and the vocal is um. It's a really unusual song for you, just in terms of its tone and its atmosphere and its feel. It's um, it's really good. It's like um, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of dark and angular, if if that's make if that makes dark sense. Dark and angular. I'm putting that on my CV. <laughs> he's so obtuse. Um, <laughs> I think he's a cute actually. Um, no. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Explain. Right. It's a bit of an odd one, and I'm going to start in a weird place, but as a human being, or at least in my experience of being a human being, I, I tend to experience peaks and troughs. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure any creative person gets this, but like, you have like a month or like a fortnight or something where you think, yes, I'm the best, you know guitarist in the world I've got something that no one else has got and you know I you know wait till 
they get a load of me essentially. Sure. And then you'll get like a month where you think, my God, what am I doing? I should just quit because I'm so awful. Right. And you sort of get those peaks and troughs and those are the two most extreme versions but you just end up going on like, like a sine wave. Sure, it's never a straight and narrow. Yeah. And I think I'm in the middle of a trough right now in terms of that. Like, I've been very unsatisfied with the past two weekly songs that I've done. Right. Because I know I can write better than I have been. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, we were speaking about in episode one of this run, uh, Charis, I'd look it up, about experience, um, experiencing some form of writer's block, and that just hasn't gone away. Right, right. So you begin to get scared that you've used up all your good ideas. Again, every creative, I imagine, has this at some point, or at multiple points, where you've written, like, a great song, and you think, well, that's the last good idea I have. Yes. Like, where have they all gone? Uh, I'm like, so after, like, literally, I wrote the music for this one on... Uh, the after our, on our last recording day, the day after, mm. I'm just literally sat in the garden and just start going. Like just mucking around with the capo on the sixth fret until you get to that sort of C major, uh, C major seven kind of thing. Mm. And I wrote the music for that in like. Uh, I don't know, probably about half an hour. Right. Uh, sorry, you're probably going to have to speed this up a lot and cut a lot. No, 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 this is all great, don't worry. Uh, and then I was struggling for lyrics. Lyrics has always been my downfall. I cannot write lyrics mm. you know, for the life of me. But these past few weeks, it's been really difficult. And uh, I was in here on Friday and I, I spent about three or four hours in here trying to come up with lyrics and ended up leaving the room sweating partly because it's a billion degrees in this room but also because I was just so stressed of trying to think of something to say which sort of ties in with what you were saying like you you know you were saying you were busy and you were stressed and everything yeah and I've been feeling exactly the same way like um so when I sort of realised like how much of a state I've worked myself up into, mm. I got that first line, the sweat is running down my face as I think of words to say. Yeah. And literally, I wrote the words in as much time as it takes to write them down on that sheet of paper. Wow. That's like first draft. Oh my God. So you, you were in for, in for three, four hours, you left sweating, then it just came yeah, in, just one, instantly, in one load. Instantly came. So ironically, it's a song about. I wrote a song about not being able to write a song that came really easily, despite the fact that it's about being really difficult to write songs. There's all kinds of irony and uh, subtext in there. Uh, but like, it, what it's about is essentially what I've just said. Like, you know, I've been living inside, uh, lonely, boring, and safe, and I've been this way for days. I'm so out of touch with the people who could give me so much and everything. Like I begin to fear that I'm not spending enough time encountering new situations or spending enough time with people outside of 
people like my regular group of people like my social life excluding family well uh, the people I talk to outside of my family amounts to about 12 people and about 7 of those are at work right so it's kind of like oh I need to get out and do more things I can relate to that. I mean... <laughs> is this going on the podcast? No, it's, it's good, it's good. Opening I mean, up my soul. Yeah, I, I hope I, I, I'm if you're looking for a fun and breezy podcast, then uh, sorry. <laughs> I think what people look for in a podcast is um, authenticity, um, whether that's funny or whatever it is. But no, I can relate. I mean, when you say those numbers of like outside of your family, those amount of people, um, I'm pretty much the same. But But I think I'm looking at it from a different angle. I'm thinking like... I've had loads of friends in the past, um, and now I don't have as many, but it's quality, it's not quantity. Like, that's my, kind of my view on it. Well, it's partly that, but it's also partly the thing of, like, getting stuck in routines and doing the same old thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like I think there was a lyric either in the song last week or I cut from the song last week, I'm trapped in a routine of my own design or something. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think you must have cut that one out because I don't remember that, but... It's funny, you and I have both got that same, in some way or another, we've both got the same sort of narrative thing of, like, being stuck in this routine. Like, you and I are probably the, both the biz- busiest we've, we've been in a long time in terms of, like, commitments and just things we're doing with our lives. And I don't like it. I don't like mm. it. It doesn't do any favours for me creatively. Like, I'm the most creative when I have, like, three days a week where I can just do nothing at all. Yes. You, um, need, you need chill out time. You need time to yourself. Definitely. And, um, but it's just been non-stop for, for me and you both. Like, so that's why our songs have been so hard to write. Because I had the same thing, to be honest with you. I only, only wrote my song yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. But um, it's funny you should say that about the writer's block. Because when you texted me, like, after we finished recording the last podcast, I've got the music for my song. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really jealous. So I was thinking, you, you don't have any writer's block, but... I can certainly see that, and everybody does get that thing. Um, but what I was going to say about um, the lyrics that came so quickly after you spent so long trying to write lyrics is something I once heard uh, this sort of like, I don't know who it was, some life coach or something on a podcast once say, um, the key to conversation is just to say what is is the reality and honesty of that situation. So like, for you, this week, writing a song easily came from a place of I can't write a song, the sweat's coming down my face as I try to think of words. That's the most authentic thing you could have said. Yeah. And so that's why the song came easily, I would, I would guess. Uh, that sounds about right. We're turning, slowly turning into a psychology podcast. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, I, I have the added bonus of, like, I'm the type of songwriter who can use, like, psychedelic imagery in my lyrics or I can kind of like go down any avenue whereas like and obviously you can't do we all have that freedom but you tend to err on the side of I want to write about something that's real something that's happening to me from my own experience and yeah. I do too but like I can use those tools so I can kind of fill in the blank sometimes I'm not good with metaphors essentially I I don't mind them being used I like music that has them used but I just can't use them myself right so uh yeah it's <laughs> it gets a bit difficult to write uh songs about like not feeling any strong emotion or like uh, not being able to articulate what you're saying mm. when you can't use metaphors and everything yeah definitely but then you know uh, to be honest with you i envy the way you write in the sense that like if you feel um emotion a 
you will just say, this song's about this, and it's apparent. And I, I envy that, because when I do it, it's, um, it's like... A, and I, I wouldn't want it to be any other way for myself, because this is the way I naturally write, but it's, like, coated in metaphor, and, like, there are nuggets of complete truth in it, but, like, it's, like, it's just imagery, you know? Yeah. See, there is the flip side of that, of when you do write, this song is about emotion A, Oh dear, I've got three minutes left to fill. What am I going to put there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, that's part of the reason this week why you have that like whole... And then all of that stuff where, like, in my head, I'm imagining, like, big guitar solos and things like that. Yeah. Um, you say big guitar solos. I don't picture anything like that. It's your song, obviously. But when I picture hearing it, I picture it being, like, track seven on a great album. You know, that's sort of, like, where it calms down a little bit and you get this really introverted song, introspective song... And, like, you say you've had writer's block, but that song you come up with this week is is killer. I really like it, especially the guitar work on it. Oh, also, and the last, oh, the last oh, chord oh. On, the ver- on the chorus. Oh, what the... On days, months, years. It's just a B7. But the way it's used... Uh, B7, capo 6, so that'll be a F7. F7, okay, well, but the way it's used in context is just, like... In the context it's in, I didn't expect it the first time I hear it, heard it. And that section of the song, to me, is like the pinnacle of the ingenuity of the writing in the fact that you hit that chord that I like so much in a place I don't expect it, and then you say days, months, years. And when people do that in songs, when they have like a different word on the crux of each chorus, I just go, ah, oh, that's just one of my favourite things to hear in, in songwriting. It's something I like to do and I don't do as much as I like is like having the chorus be the same but different yeah so like through all three of them they start off I've been living inside scared of standing in line and then just changing like the uh, words at the end of it something I really like doing I like that in songs when you say I've been scared of standing in line what does that refer to uh scared of standing in light oh light I thought it said in line yeah I I suppose line works as well but um no, they, they both work, but in light makes more, like, lyrical sense. Yeah. Like, um, it's just kind of like, if you're in a house, might not have the lights on, might be dark. Yeah. Uh, if you go outside, there will be light, natural light. You can't escape it when you're outside. Scared of standing in light and staying inside, essentially, is, like, the very ham-fisted metaphor. Sure, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got metaphors in your songs. Yeah. Well, it's not really a metaphor. It's, is it a simile or a metaphor? I can't remember... Or is it just the honest truth? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) But on on the topic of like having writer's block and stuff, like you say, every musician, yourself included, myself included, has those moments where like you go, all the best stuff is behind me. I don't know if I can write that way anymore. Do I have it in me? When's it going to run out? All these questions. Um, But those questions are brought to the surface much more vividly when you do a challenge where you write a song every single week and you have to. And you come to a podcast, you can't yeah. come here with nothing. Like, I was so scared this week that I was not going to have words done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I would hate to be the one who, uh, like, turned up without a song. You would too, as well. Like, oh, you of course. Would be... Anyone would. Yeah. But it's that kind of thing, like, well, I have to get it done, otherwise Roger will be upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that running partner metaphor again. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've got to turn up with the other person, or else like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. you come with no song. But that's the thing, that's what I'm saying, is like, not to sound self-congratulatory on our own podcast or anything, but... 
But we are awesome, and you should be aware of this. But the fact that we write a song every week means that not every song is going to be the best song in the world. It just means that you have a song every week, and even that is worth being like, hell yeah, you know, that's good, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yes, correct. Yeah, and I, I like it. And the thing, good thing about these these peaks and troughs is they are just that peaks and troughs, and they come and go. And give it another month, and these things give it pass. A, give it another month, and I'll be an arrogant dick again. Not the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen to me, Sam. So many notes. That's not a song, Declan. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Smashes the mic. I say it is. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I like that. In fact, you know what? I think this week's been a um, a pretty cool week for both of us. I find it funny the way also, like... Because I've had a bit of writer's block myself because of how stressed I've been. Like I say, creativity doesn't come to me as naturally when I'm stressed with the rest of my life. So I like the way we both come at this topic in different ways and it's kind of revealed our different writing styles. Yeah. Like, you you come up here and you've been sweating and trying to do it and then all of it comes at once. With me, I've just been kind of like talking about UFOs and stuff and that's the way I deal with it <laughs> yeah wishing for the mass abduction of the human race yeah uh, I like lyrics like that though it's it's kind of John Grant inspired mm. you know his, his sort of sci-fi references and stuff that's always good yeah because obviously um, this week is the 50th anniversary of Sgt Pepper uh, Lonely Heart Club band by the Beatles mm. which is amazing record mm. like it's one of those records where like you just sort of think oh yeah yeah Sgt Pepper of course that's good but then you go back and listen to it and you go how on earth did four young men do this in their 20s in stuff. the 60s yeah and I think uh, I was about to say the most arrogant thing I think I summed it up best when... <laughs> no no I was just going to say because Declan and I um Declan just got the um, the deluxe version of the um, the new stereo remix. Of the new stereo remix, and um, and we sat down to listen to it uh, uh, yesterday evening before we went to go and see a movie. And um, <laughs> and um, what do you call it? Jumps. And uh, yeah, we just listened to it, and um, it's kind of like. Uh, Sergeant Pepper is like this old scratchy photograph which is like an amazing portrait and then these outtakes and these new remasters allow you to experience it in like this amazing definition and clarity and um <laughs> Jacqueline's doing a montage of the songs in the background I can't concentrate <laughs> and uh, I keep recognising which song's which but um it's amazing to hear and uh it's just an in- incredible uh showcase of just everything that is good about an album it's amazing songwriting production engineering and the way they they got the drums to sound on this record is amazing too because there's music in the background i feel like i'm doing like an advert for the thing <laughs> and it's just like i'm a talking head feature yeah it's it's so nice listening to the new one like um, i was talking with uh, a friend of mine in work and he was uh, I was saying like, it sounds like they got the old vintage equipment and brought it into a modern studio and uh, recorded a kick-ass album. And he goes, it's like how all those retro bands want to sound, but yeah. they never will. 
And I think a large part of that is because their songs aren't so good as the Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles are really intelligent with song construction. We've we've uh, idolised them before, but it's always worth uh, saying they are really good at what they do. Totally. Yeah, I mean, they're just brilliant. And it's such a good collection of songs too, like... Sorry. Um, it's, it's a good collection of songs because it's like... I always like the way that um, Within You, Without You leads directly into When I'm 64. Yeah. That's just such a such a good moment on the album. Well, it's just wonderful hearing, like, just how deep they managed to get some of the textures on their sounds. Like, um, like for example, like, everyone thinks, like, the only real Indian track on there is, like, uh, Within You, Without You, but you have elements of... Uh, Sitara. Sitar like throughout the album, like on getting better, you have uh, the sitar in the background for a lot of it. Yeah. And it's like you have like early uh, keyboard parts and everything, like uh, electric keyboards on um, certain songs. Uh, like uh, again, like getting better, and um, I think there's something on a lovely Rita keyboardish by the end, but I can't remember where it is. Um, what was I going to say? But it's also interesting, like we because it's a mega deluxe version, like it's got like them making the album and without all of the orchestra over dubs on certain things oh that's fascinating yeah just like when you hear like uh, when I'm 64 just like ah come like just like oh just down to the bass line where you haven't got the and it just shows this, like the skeleton, or just shows, like you said, it shows that there's just four men in a room. And it's really playing. inspiring to me to hear four men in a room doing that because it reminds you that anyone can do it. It's true, but also they're just it shows their musicianship in it in a really raw light. Like they're such a groovy band, and I think that's they're kind so of... tight by that time as well. Yeah, even just when I'm sixty four, like you say, it's just like so, like on the beat, and it's so tight and. But also just like the way they've remastered all this stuff, like the bass is rounder and warmer than ever, and the drums are just huge and resonant. And it's, I, it's like I said, like it's like they went back in time and like tuned the drums like even better and like <laughs> mic them a little bit differently, and like the drums are just that much better recorded now. But obviously it's not. It's just amazing remastering techniques or remixing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it from this week of the Weekly Song Podcast. Cheers very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Is there anything we need to say? We have a special guest next week. Ah! Let's reveal him, shall we? It's a tease. Um, Next week, we have a returning guest, Matt Partridge from Majaro. Hooray! He's coming back with probably a really good song like it was last time. Yes. And uh, we're looking forward to having him. Um, we're, as uh, Declan said at the beginning of the podcast, we're also on iTunes now. So you can check us out. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please go and give us a five-star review if you enjoy the show. It does the show huge favours. And, and if you hate the show, please give us a five-star review. Yeah, exactly. It does the show huge favours, and it means that there's like a... Uh, aggregate system on iTunes and it just pushes us so we can kind of uh, reach new listeners and stuff and we'll really appreciate that so um, so yeah that's everything for this week you can get in touch with the show uh, email us weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com uh, you can find uh, me and Declan's respective SoundClouds on SoundCloud yep. Declan Kitchener and Roger Heathers yeah. and uh, very complicated very complicated and uh, yeah I hope you enjoyed the show thank you for listening we love you Sometimes.
<laughs> on the good always, days. Always, always, always. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.